Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the talk show with the announcer. I'm your host, Simitayo. So today, I'll be discussing one of the trending subject matter of the 21st century, feminism and femininity, with a storyteller, muslima, blogger, I like she wrote on her blog, a striving good human. It's no other person than Kauta, the brain behind the Kauta's blog. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Can we meet you? Yeah, my name is Adiyama Kauthar. I'm a 400 level student of the University of Ibadan. I am striving to be a good human. I am a storyteller and I am a feminist. Okay. So before we go into the topic and everything, why the striving to be a good human subject? Why? Well, I, I can't say I'm a good human yet. Okay. So we are all striving to be something And I want to be a good human I want people that are with me To be at peace People that are my friends To to be at peace with me That's all So what does it entail to be a, a good human? Like you just have to treat people well You have to treat people with respect And that's all Just treat people with respect Do unto others what you want them to do Unto you, that's all Okay, that's cool. So, there's no doubt that feminism is one of the most misunderstood concepts and movements in the world. Yes. So, why do you think so? Why? Well, there are so many misconceptions about feminism. People have a lot of explanations as to what feminism is all about. And, for example, I have had my fair share of those misconceptions. I have been called a man-eater. I have been called a lesbian. I have been called many names. I've been told, oh, you want to be a man, you hate men, or you, you, you don't wear bra, you don't, sh- you, you don't shave, you know, you just, you're angry, you're angry because you, don't, you can't find a husband or you're not getting enough sex. So I've, I've had my share of oh, the misconceptions <laughs> and <laughs> no, those <are> <laughs> they've not been pretty, but, you know, I just, I, I, I find a way to silence my anger and to tell people more, so... When I'm angry, I just turn to my pain. Can you tell us more about? I write about it. Most of my most of my um, blog posts, most of them come from a very real and true place. So most of them are things that have happened to me before. So you know, when they happen, when those things happened, I I was always angry until I told myself to stifle my anger and you know swallow my my anger and just write about it. So, what is good feminism? What is bad feminism? Is there a bad side? Is there a good side? Well, I like to tell people that femi- being a feminist is like being pregnant. It is mm. either you are or you are not. Mm. <laughs> so, there's no bad pregnancy? No. Well, I'm not saying there are no bad pregnancies. Okay. I'm just saying, of course, we have many people who call themselves feminists and they do not have... I don't think they even know what feminism is all about. And you see them go on internet engaging in debates that they have no business on with. On Twitter especially. On Twitter especially. 
I've, I've always found a way to you know avoid Twitter arguments because everybody definitely came with their own point of view and people don't really listen to understand they listen to respond and I, yeah, I, I really don't want to get into arguments like that that's something that is prominent on Nigeria. Okay, so what is your feminism how do you define your own feminism well feminism is about one thing and one thing only it's about wanting equal representation for both men and women it's about you know it's 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 the definition i, I don't understand the um the meaning is in the definition feminism is all about um wanting equal representation politically socially and economically for both genders that's all is do you think feminism is attainable can the movement ever reach an end i am hopeful i I, my friend my friend calls me a hopeful feminist because I'm always I'm hopeful about it I, 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 I hope it works out and the, the, the way it, it can work is if we bring men on board because we share the world with men and nothing is going to work out if we and do think, not have many women more than men but I'm just saying the that. fact that we share the world with them and nothing we can change women all we want nothing is going to change if we do not change our men so we have to, and we, men, sh- men should stop seeing feminism as something that is attacking them, because it is not. Because at the end of the day, it's about justice. Don't we want to live in a just world? So, it's as simple as that. Okay, so, um, let's enjoy Intentions from Justin Bieber featuring Quavo. sticking around welcome back Kauta is still in the studio with us she's enjoying herself no you know she's enjoying herself so tell us your experiences as a feminist <laughs> well well it has not been pretty because i i stand for an unpopular opinion and then we live in a world where people want to give out their opinions to you and then I've, like i said earlier i've been i've been confronted with so many stereotypes about feminism and i've been called a man eater i've been called a lesbian i've been called many names and i've been asked questions questions that did not come from a real place or from a genuine mind they just want to attack me and they just want me to 
automatically know what you know the feminist okay. reaction to this thing would be and most time they are their attacks and i've made a lot of mistakes a whole lot yeah, yeah. you know we are trying to fight society but the society we are trying to fight is still in us and one way or the other we still find our society in us. We, still, we still act according to how that society wants us to act so I've, I've made many mistakes so do you think the african society can bridge feminism do you think feminism can thrive in the african society it can I, I believe so. I because I, many people have, have told me feminism is is un-African. So why are you bringing a, a non-African concept into Africa? But equality should cross across. Um, across exactly. Boundaries. I I I, do, I I actually do not know why they think equality or equality should be a continental thing. Well, I I don't know why because it's justice. I don't know why they think having having a just country or just continent is on African. I really do know why I really do not know why they think that. So even if it is not African, it's a good concept, something we should have. So I don't know why they think we shouldn't even if it is not African. And I, I believe feminism is in everybody who everybody everyone who um observes anyone who observes the world and, and see that the world is injustice when it comes to gender. So even if the West gave us the name Feminism. It has always been around. It has mm-hmm. always been in people's hearts. The world is... I, I didn't start off calling myself a feminist, but I've always known that there's grave gender injustice in the world. So why feminism? Yeah, I, I've been asked that question multiple times. You know, they ask me, why do you call yourself a feminist? Why don't you call yourself a humanist or an equalist? And, well, humanists are sensible people. You know, they, they, just, want to, they just want to protect... The human race, the you know, they are humanists. They are for humanity. But the kind of Islam people, they want the IAS. They want. I, just, I, I think they just want to serve the human race. They just want. But when we think about it, when we talk about feminism, is about justice, and to an extent, it's it's about humanity too. If you have a just world, then we. Yeah, so the question of saying uh, when someone asks me why do you call yourself a feminist why not a humanist when i start calling myself a, a humanist it kind of reduces act- what i actually stand for because let us call it what it is yes it, it's about it's about equality but what gender has suffered the discrimination the, the most the and most. it's, it's yeah. the female yeah. gender yeah. so it's just like the, the black lives matter movement in the united states and you know we have people coming out and they're saying all lives matter yes we know all lives matter but yeah. black lives matter you know because black lives are the ones getting shot at and getting killed so That's you should call it spade of, a spade um, okay everybody's human you can be an humanist instead of fighting for black lives matter exactly because I, I i wrote a blog post about identity matters and i, I strongly feel identity matters because we are treated we are treated based on what we identify as. Yes, I identify yes. as a woman, and I have all these stereotypes, and I get treated the same way I am. Ide- what I am, what I identify as. So, identity matters. I should talk about my experience as a woman, and I should not hide under the. You know, when I want to talk about my experience, someone says, "No, don't talk about your experience as a woman. Talk about your experience as a human being." Yes, I am human, but all these things. They, they didn't happen to me because I am just a human being. They happen because I am a, a woman, woman and the stereotypes that come with me being woman. So, feminism and femininity. Let's talk about your blog post. Yeah, feminism and femininity. You know, when feminism as a concept started in the West, back then women were properties. They were supposed to stay home and look pretty. You know, they weren't allowed 
to her own properties. They weren't, they weren't given good education. They were just at home. So when they started revolting against these laws that heckled them from society, these laws that prevented them from being in the decision-making, and when they started saying, no, we want to be in the loop, we want to be there. So their femininity was brought on the table, and they were told, no, you guys are pretty, you guys should just stay at home. So that was what happened, that was why they revolted, that was why they, they shunned their femininity, and they told them, okay, we don't want pretty. If this is what it takes, we do not want pretty. But today I am saying feminism and femininity, they are not mutually exclusive. You can be feminine and still be a feminist. In as much as your reasons for doing these things do not come out, they don't come out of patriarchal conditions. You're not doing it for any man, you're doing it because you like it. You know, you can like pink. For example, you know you know about the pink and blue binary in the world. The, the pink are for girls and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pink is for girls and blue is for boys. I, I chafe against it. I, I do not like that pink and blue binary. But I find out that I really like pink. I like pink more than I like blue. And does that make me less of a feminist? No, it's just me. Me liking... No, there, there's a stereotype about feminists not wanting to marry. But I, I want to marry. Chimamanda is married. We have married feminists. And... You know, because they are getting married doesn't mean being a family doesn't mean you don't need a man because we need men. We, we share the world with them. Lot of money on my brand new guitar. Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras. Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car. Come back to club. Forget my sins. I just want to roll my sleeves up and start again. All right, before we go on, let's. There's this game we're playing, the talk show with the announcer, is the this or that. Um, I'll ask you a question about something, two stops, so you choose one. Black or red? Black. Medicine or engineering? Medicine. Coke or Fanta? Coke. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Wow. Okay. Music or movies? Movies. Ghana Jolov or Nigerian Jolov? Nigerian Jolov. Why? Support these people's mona. Nigerian Jello. Okay, so the big one. Are you single? Yes, I am. Okay. Let me not draw that <laughs> Why one too much. Why did you call it the big one? <laughs> it's not that big. I think so, Shah. It's not that big. It's not even big. Feeling like maybe I'm unappreciated. Like my presence in your life has been alleviated. I feel like everything I've done before is different now. But I can see clearer than ever from a distance now. Every day I do it, I've been going through it. But you never knew it because I never showed you. You gave me the world, so I feel I owed you. I've been looking through the mirror, that's the old you. I'ma get it right now. Don't know how, but I promise that we're gonna make it somehow. I'm all in, it's fun to heart again. Open up your mind and maybe we can start again. Can I just turn back the clock? Okay, so tell us a story about anything. You know, you're a storyteller. So, oh. amazing. Tell us a story about anything. Uh, most of my stories come from a real place, like okay. something, things that happened to me. And tell us one, probably from the far past. You know, <laughs> amaze us. I really don't know, but um, but let me let me tell you about me. Okay. A bit about why I am so much into feminism and equal rights. Okay. Well, it's it actually started when I I, I, like, I like to think of myself. I like to think that I've always been a feminist okay. because I I didn't read any feminist texts to be a feminist. I just observed the world 
and I found out that it's the world is exactly. the world d- does not treat women the same way it treats men. Okay, I was I think I was eight when this happened, and there was this man that used to come to our house. Then he used to complain a lot about his wife well. being proud and arrogant. Apparently, the wife made money more than he did, oh. and you know he's having some. He was having some testosterone issues. And <laughs> so, you know, there was this day that he came to our house and he was ranting about how his wife built a house and the wife told him to move into the house with him, with her. And I, I, really, I really did not understand why he was fussing a lot about it because I felt it's normal. I'm then married, so why, why was he creating a scene? And so when he left, I asked my mom why... He would not move into the same apartment because it was the with his wife. And my mom said something in Yoruba. My mom said, um, that, "That was when I realized that language is the repository of all our prejudices." So my mom said, "Oburino man kololi oko okurioti kololi yaro." It just didn't make sense to me. I, I, it just didn't make any sense because I'm like, they are all they are married. Like they they are supposed they're supposed to be supporting supporting each, each other. other. Yes, not, yes. not someone leaning so hard on, on the, the other, other person, person, even when it's clear that the other person you no know, cannot, cannot even handle himself. So like, maybe like, since then I've always observed the world and it, it just many things just didn't make sense. Many things. Okay, so what do you think can be done to address the masculine misconceptions of feminism? You know, I believe we guys are the most on that edge. We are the ones that see feminists as all these women that don't want to marry. You know. I think we should listen to more stories. Because I believe that storytelling is an enterprise of truth. You know, I, I read a blog post about when we tell our stories. So when we tell our stories, when we when we listen to stories, and we sh- we should li- listen to stories with, with with an open and clear mind, a very clear mind, then we should we should really listen to stories because um, the the discrimination against women in the twenty first century they are more institutionalized, they are more nuanced. At least no no law is saying a woman should not vote her own property. Yes, yes. But so it's you know it depends on our social. Ideas. No, we have changed. Laws have changed, but our social ideas about are still the same. About gender are still the same. So, so I think we should listen to stories. Let's discuss Twitter feminism. <laughs> I, I, okay. yeah, I really do not like. You know, they are not making it easy. Yeah, at they all. It they are like not making it easy. And they are not making it's, it. It's not easy. good on the real people. Okay, you know, so what, what do you want to discuss? I don't know. You, you, I don't know if you had about this just one time. You know, there's the alone part, but I don't think we're going to alone it. About this woman that married and she was like, um, she did not kneel down for her husband during the engagement and all that. So what do you think about something like that? Do you think it's something that has to do with feminism or it's just to, well, you know, to extensive? The thing is, we, when we talk about respect... With respect is something a woman has for a man, a wife has for a husband, not what the husband has for a wife. When we talk about respect, mostly when we talk about sacrifice in marriage, it's about, about the you know, woman. No, it's about the woman. About the woman leaving her job to take care of the kids. It's about her, you know, doing everything. Doing everything. We say men are physically stronger than women, so they should be heads. But women are doing most of the household chores and I really do not know how they want that thing to work out. So, you know, 
women have always been at a disadvantaged end of all these things. And really, I am not too sure about the kneeling down because it's it's a sign of respect. I don't think the when when the, when, when during the ceremony, I don't think the the husband prostrates for the wife. No. So it's like so like a sign of respect, like you know, don't worry me, then let me like say. So if if she chooses not to kneel down for her husband, then that should not be a problem. That is what she chooses. It's fine. I really don't. I really don't think anybody should make it their business. So do you think feminism and culture, do you think they can agree at some point? Well, you no, know, African culture, for example. Now, do you think these agreements can end up occurring? People make culture. Yeah. Culture don't make people. Exactly, sure. So, <laughs> if... Because culture makes ease from a cause... No, we, we speak as if culture is in a vacuum that we cannot reach. That's, that's the way culture we speak. Culture is dynamic. Culture is dynamic. It changes over time. And it changes with, with the way people's ideas change. So, if we change people, then culture definitely will change because people make culture. Culture do not make people. No, culture is not so abstract or so rigid that it cannot change. So like, like they, they, they will find a middle ground. So what can we do to advance the movement in Nigeria or in Africa as well? What can we do to you know to change the way people see feminism to let them understand that we are fighting for equal representation. We are fighting for a situation whereby a female will go for a president, will go for the president in Nigeria and will enter, and it will not be because oh she cannot do it, she's not you know she's not a man. She might die in the process because it's a man's job, you know, all those stereotypes like you say. I think we should start from the primary level with the way we raise our kids. You know, we, we tell the girl child to close her legs, we tell her not to break things, we, we tell her to, to yeah, shut up, we tell her to play with dolls, and we tell our boys not to cry. You know, a boy falls down on the, on the playground and we, we, Maki, tell him to, we tell him to man up. You know, we, we, we do not hug him. And when a girl child falls, we go, oh, boo boo, come here, let me hug you, let me kiss that for you. You know, we do not give our men the language of love and emotion. You know, we put them in a box. In a, sh- a very tight box called masculinity, and we put them there. And I-, I used to say something: for every disservice we do to men in the way that we raise them, it comes back to affect women. Yes, every yes, disservice. Yes, yes. You no, know, we-, we raise our men with fragile egos, and we raise our girls to tend to that fragile ego. So it-, it will not work if we do not if we do not raise our kids differently, different from the way we are raising them now. So maybe in a thousand years. Maybe in two thousand years, maybe the world will be a better place, free from all gender, from all gender problems. I am, I'm, I'm a hopeful feminist. I hope, that I that really do hope that there will be a change. So, what would you like to say to feminists, to people thinking to be feminists, to the bad pregnant <laughs> feminists? You know, <laughs> well, like I said earlier, feminism is like being pregnant. I think they should really understand what the concept is all about. We are not saying we don't need men. We really do need men. And they are actually not the problem. Unless people can get pregnant in no shower. I don't know how the pregnancy is going to do. Men are actually not the problem. In fact, they, they, they are amongst the... They, they are part of the solution. And we need society them. is the problem. And we are the society. Yeah, we are the society. But no, we, we, I, that's why I do, not play, I do not play the blame game. I do not blame men because... We have women who do not like women too. Female yes, misogyny yes, yes, yes. exists. So what do we see about that? And it, because I, I do not like playing the, the blame card, I, I don't use words like oppression. Because when we use word, word, words like oppression, we tend to think that the oppressed are somehow saints. 
you know, we are fighting for equal rights for women. That does not mean these women are saints. Yeah. They are bad. Most of them are bad women. They are scums. But, you know, they still deserve dignity. They deserve liberty, even if they are not truthful or, or honest. But my advice is, like I said, we should change our cultural ideas. We should listen to people's stories. We should listen more to stories. You know, we should try to understand it. You know, let's not listen with... with no, if let's listen with an inf- from an informed place, from a place where we want to understand, not where we want to respond and you know attack. Let's just listen really well and let's understand this concept. It's not war. It's it's not a war actually. It's not, it's not game of thrones. <laughs> it's, not, it's not a war. It's it's about dignity, liberty. It's about justice, freedom. Freedom. That's all. It's, and for real, it's it's not something that is attacking men. It is not. You know, when we we should find a middle ground to talk about it, then we would we really see that this thing is just it's all about justice. It's it's what we should have as individuals, nothing more. All right, Carter, I'm really delighted for this expository talk. So it's really nice to have you around. You, On behalf of everybody listening to the talk show with the announcer. I say thank you. You're welcome. Really appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you so and much for having me. Kalta owns a blog. She runs a blog. Kalta's blog. Blogspot.com. Yeah. So she can check her out. Check her stories. Like I said, she's a storyteller. So check her story. And I'm very sure you enjoy, you know, the way she writes and everything. So I believe in you with Koda Line, the answer. Watch your step or you might fall You act like you're a know-it-all Yeah, I used to do that I used to be like that I'm still a bit like that 